Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Last time we read Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 32. This time, rather than rereading the whole passage, I want to draw out of the text for you several insights that we can apply to those who practice and support same-sex marriage. Remember, we are putting God's Word in conversation with the Word of men and women as we attempt to speak truth into our culture of lies. What does the Bible say about homosexuality? A lot. We have seen that already, and this week we are adding to our text and find ourselves now at Romans 1. Much can be said here, but let me hit some of what is most pertinent to our study. I start in verse 18. This is Romans 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Highlight this word wrath. The Apostle Paul says the wrath of God is revealed. The Greek word for wrath is arge, and it speaks loudly of God's settled, determined indignation, God's anger toward sin and unrepentant sinner. Greek scholar Marvin Vinson says it best. Arge is God's personal emotion with regard to sin. With every fiber of his being, God abhors and hates sin. This is not an uncontrolled rage sort of anger. This is not God suddenly calm, flying off the handle, having a temper tantrum. God's anger is not like that. That's how we get angry, not him. God's wrath is settled, determined. It is set afire directly on the sinner. If you do not think God gets angry, if you do not think God is angry with the wicked every day, then you do not know God. You may think you know him, but a God without wrath is only a false God of your imagination. God is love and simultaneously God is wrath. God is patient, but his patience will come to an end and result in his judgment unleashed on sin and the sinners who love their sin so much that they will not part with it by embracing Christ's full and free forgiveness. And here at Romans 1, we must first note that God is unleashing. He is revealing his wrath from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness, the men and the women who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. And having captured this word wrath, now let's look second at how God exercises wrath. Verses 19 through 23, which I will not read, show us how sinful people refuse to honor God as God but rather become idolaters who worship the creatures rather than the Creator and who hate God. And so verse 24 begins with a phrase that every Bible needs highlighted. 
This phrase is used three times in these verses, and we want to know what it means. I am reading Romans 1, verse 24. Therefore, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. The phrase is, God gave them over. It is also used in verse 26 and verse 28, as we shall see. The main point the Apostle stresses in verses 24 through 32 of Romans 1 is that God has abandoned these people. And the reason God has abandoned them is because they first abandoned God. Here is Bible truth we don't hear every day. God abandons those who abandon Him. You don't believe me? Well, let me share with you just some scripture to prove this. And I will start with the reality that even when God's own people abandon Him, the Lord will temporarily withdraw from us. I'm reading God speaking in Psalm 81, verses 11 and 12. But my people did not listen to my voice. And Israel did not obey me. So I gave them over to the stubbornness of their heart to walk in their own devices. Psalm 81. God pulls back his protection and we suffer the consequences of our own sin. We have stubborn hearts hell-bent on sinning against the Lord, so he draws away from us and we walk in our own devices. We want to be free of God, and then when we are free of him, we destroy ourselves in evil. Oh, and by the way, without God's protection, Satan has a wildly good time with us. We are exposed to him in a way we are not when God stands guard. Listen to God in Judges chapter 10, verse 13. You have forsaken me and served other gods. Therefore, I will no longer deliver you. That's abandonment. Judges 10. In 2 Chronicles 15, verse 2, the Spirit of God says this to Judah. The Lord is with you when you are with him. And if you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. That's abandonment. Second Chronicles 15. Also in Second Chronicles chapter 24 and verse 20, we read this. Then the Spirit of God came on Zechariah, and he stood above the people and said to them, Thus God has said, why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord and do not prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord. He has also forsaken you. That's abandonment. Second Chronicles 24. So, in God's wrath, God gives these people over. God abandons them. In Romans 1, the phrase, God gave them over, uses the intense verb, paradidomi. It's a very strong, intense verb. 
God's giving over can be done in an indirect way. He withdraws himself and sin does its wretched work in people. Sin runs its course straight into the waiting pit of evil and the consequence of suffering. Or God can give over in a direct way. That is, through specific acts of judgment. In Genesis, God destroyed the city of Sodom for its rampant and ravenous and unrepentant homosexuality. That is an example of God being very direct in giving people over to their sin. Here at verse 24 of Romans 1, we read that God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. The Greek word for lusts refers to the carnal or fleshly desire for that which is sinful and wrong. And notice these lusts come out of their hearts. Here is an insight from the heart from Dr. MacArthur that I often remind you of. I'll quote him. Used metaphorically in scripture, the heart does not represent the emotions or feelings as it generally does in modern usage, but rather the whole thinking process, including especially the will and man's motivation. In its broadest sense, the heart represents the basic nature of a person, his inner being and character. Close quote. Now, that is really important to know. There is a sharp distinction between what the Bible means by the heart and what we typically mean. The Bible means our will, our motivation. Our heart represents our inner being and our character. No wonder Jesus made this statement in Matthew 15. But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile the man. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, slanders. Back again to Romans 1.24, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. To impurity. Impurity means uncleanness and is closely associated with sexual immorality as it is here. The lusts that come out of the heart lead to impurity, uncleanness, sexual immorality, and that leads to the dishonoring of the physical body. That is exactly what we see in everyone who commits and takes pleasure in sexual immorality. The body is dishonored. We can say the body is disgraced, debased, and degraded. So today we have dealt succinctly with God's wrath in verse 18 and with God giving these people over to the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies are dishonored among them. Verse 24. Next time we will see the context focus itself on gay and lesbian relationships and this will speak directly against same-sex quote-unquote marriage. Read ahead. Romans 1, verses 26 and 27. 
Romans 1, verses 26 and 27. God does speak directly, clearly, unequivocally into our culture. God speaks in and through the Bible. Let us know what God says. Let us properly interpret what he says. And let us apply to our lives what God says. Join us next time for God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.